One of the most important annual events on the Hebrew calendar is the Passover meal and the seven-day feast of unleavened bread. This powerful biblical holiday commemorates the Exodus story, that is, the deliverance of Israel from their slavery in ancient Egypt. For Christians, this holiday commemorates the Messiah delivering us from sin and death. The story of Passover is recorded in the book of Exodus. It takes place in Egypt, where the people of Israel were made to work as slaves. One day, the Israelites cried out to God for deliverance, and God sent Moses to go to the ruler of Egypt, Pharaoh, to order him to let the Israelites go free. Pharaoh, of course, refused, so God sent plagues upon the land of Egypt, frogs, locusts, and boils, among others. But even after suffering these plagues, Pharaoh still refused to let the Israelites go. Since Pharaoh continued to stubbornly resist God's will, God told Moses that he was going to send one last plague upon the land, the death of the firstborn son in every home in Egypt. However, God provided a means of safety for the Israelites. He told Moses that he would not touch the houses that had the blood of a lamb on their doorposts. So Moses told the Israelites to kill a lamb and spread its blood on the doorposts of their houses, and thus those houses were passed over and spared from the plague. After suffering through this terrible plague, Pharaoh finally agreed to let the Israelites go free, and all of God's people quickly followed Moses out of Egypt. However, after a short while, Pharaoh ordered his army to go after them, and they chased the Israelites to the bank of the Red Sea. So God split the sea, creating a path for the Israelites to cross. But after they crossed, the Egyptian army continued to chase them. So God caused the sea to crash down on the Egyptians, covering them in the water. Thus, the Israelites were delivered from Egypt and began their journey to the Promised Land. And the Feast of Passover was established to commemorate this miraculous story. So how is Passover relevant to Christians? The simplest answer to this question is that God commanded his people to keep Passover and unleavened bread throughout their generations as a statute forever. So, if you consider yourself a follower of the God of Israel, this is something you are to do forever. Also, during the Last Supper before his crucifixion, Yeshua, Jesus, told his disciples to, quote, do this in remembrance of me. Well, what were they doing when Yeshua said that to his disciples? If we look just a few verses earlier, we see that they were doing a Passover meal. Indeed, if you are a follower of the Messiah, you are to do Passover in remembrance of Yeshua. Not only is Passover commanded by God and reiterated by Yeshua, but even the Apostle Paul tells Christians to observe this feast. So, the simple answer is that God told us to observe Passover repeatedly and then reiterated that command through the Messiah and the Apostle Paul. Therefore, Passover is relevant to Christians. It's something God wants us to do. But it goes much deeper than that. The story of Israel's deliverance from Egypt is a prophetic picture of our own deliverance from our slavery 
to sin. It's all about the gospel. Thus, the story of Passover is our story too. And God wants us to always remember this story. He wants us to always reflect on his love for us and that he gave his only son so that we can be free. So the following are some ways you can celebrate this amazing feast day. Number one, eat unleavened bread. In the Torah, we are instructed to eat unleavened bread for seven days. Why did God give us this strange commandment? Well, the Bible actually gives us one of the reasons in Deuteronomy. Seven days you shall eat it with unleavened bread, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste, that all the days of your life you may remember the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. The Israelites didn't have time for their bread to rise when they left Egypt since they had to leave, quote, in haste. So we see here that the purpose of eating unleavened bread is to help them recall their deliverance, that is, the day they came out of Egypt. God wants us to always remember that the basis for our relationship with him is that he delivers us. We have done nothing to earn his love. He heard the groaning of his people and acted on the basis of his great love for his people and his faithfulness to his promise to Abraham. Eating unleavened bread is a tangible reminder of that. Number two, remove the leaven from your home. During the days leading up to Passover, we are to remove all the leaven, chametz, from our homes. Leaven is a substance that is added to dough to cause it to ferment and rise. In the Bible, leaven is often symbolic of sin. Thus, the command to remove leaven from our homes is designed to teach us a spiritual principle. It's designed to teach us to examine our hearts. It's a time of introspection. As we look in the pantry and explore every corner of every room of our houses for literal leaven, we are to ask God to search every corner of our hearts to reveal any sin that might be in our lives. On the day before Passover, it is customary to do a final search around the house for leaven. This is called bedekat chametz, which means search for leaven. For fun, parents usually hide a few pieces of leavened bread around the house so that their children will have something to find. It is customary to turn off all the lights in the house and use a candle or flashlight during the search. The candle or flashlight represents Yeshua, who is the light of the world. It's by his light that we can overcome sin in our lives. After leaven is found, the children are to call for their father to come and sweep it up. This teaches us that we are unable to remove sin from our lives on our own. We need our father in heaven's help. Once all the leaven is found, it is gathered together to be burned or thrown away. This symbolizes how Yeshua frees us from sin and removes it from our lives. Number three, review the Exodus story. The story of Israel's deliverance from Egypt is to be remembered and retold at the time of Passover every year. There are many lessons we can learn from the Exodus story and what it means to us as Christians today. For instance, the Exodus teaches us about standing on God's promises in the face of extreme opposition. It teaches us that in the midst of the plagues 
and trials of life, God is with his people protecting us. Most importantly, it teaches us about our own personal salvation in Yeshua the Messiah, how he delivers us from slavery to sin and death. The command to remember and retell the story can be fulfilled in many ways. Traditionally, this is done through the Passover Seder, which we'll discuss in a little bit. But the Seder is all about memorializing the Exodus story. There is a section of the Seder where you allow the kids to ask questions about the various traditions and what they mean, so that can give you a chance to retell the story. You could also uh, read through the book of Exodus and have Bible studies with your friends or family. You and your family could also watch movies about the Exodus story, like um, The Prince of Egypt or The Ten Commandments. Number four, do a Passover Seder. One of the most significant parts of the celebration is the Passover Seder. This is a special ceremony that kicks off the seven-day festival of unleavened bread. During the Seder, we eat special foods that help us reconnect with the Israelites' journey out of Egypt, and it also helps us recall our own spiritual journey out of sin. There's a Haggadah, which means telling, and it's a book or an outline that is used to set forth the order of the ceremony. So um, you can look to join a local Messianic or Christian congregation's Passover Seder, or simply get a Haggadah and do one of your own with your family and friends. There's a simple Haggadah that I put together that you can use if you want, and if you're interested, you can see that in the links below. Some of the traditional foods on the Seder plate include the following. There's karpa, that is, parsley, and this represents the growth of the Israelites and God's blessing on them as promised to Abraham. Near the beginning of the Seder, the carpus is dipped in salt water and eaten. The salt water reminds us of the tears that were shed in Egypt because of the harsh slavery and oppression of God's people. In addition, it reminds us of the pain and sorrow that come as a result of our sin and of our separation from God before we met Yeshua, our Messiah. There's there's also moror, which is a bitter herb such as horseradish. This represents the bitterness of slavery and reminds us of the bitterness that comes as a result of our sins. There's also hereset, which is a mixture of apples and nuts and honey. This represents the uh, mortar that the slaves in Egypt used to make bricks. It reminds us of the sweetness of God's grace. Of course, there's also matzah, which is flat, unleavened bread. This represents the bread made by the Israelites when they left Egypt. They didn't have time for their bread to rise because they left in haste. This is to help us recall our deliverance from Egypt and remind us that we need to get the leaven out of our lives. There's also a roasted lamb shank bone. This represents the Passover sacrifice whose blood was spread over the doorposts of the Israelite homes in Egypt. It also represents the Messiah Yeshua, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. There's also wine or grape juice. The wine is representative of the blood of Yeshua that was shed for us. Four glasses of wine are drunk throughout the Seder. Um, these glasses stand for the four I will promises found in Exodus 6, 6-7. Number one, the cup of sanctification, I will bring you out. Number two, the cup of deliverance, I will deliver you. Number three, the cup of redemption, I will redeem you. And number four, the cup of praise, I will take you to be my people. 
In addition to the four glasses of wine representing the four promises of God in Exodus 6, 6-7, there is something called the cup of Elijah. This glass of wine is poured toward the end of the Seder, and it helps us recall the prophecy that Elijah must return to prepare the way for the Messiah. The glass is filled and then left on the table. Then, one of the children opens the front door of the house in order to symbolically welcome Elijah to come. Interestingly, um, both the Jewish people and Christians are waiting for the return of the Messiah. The Jewish people are waiting for what they believe to be the first coming of Messiah, while Christians are waiting for, of course, what we know to be the second coming of Messiah. This part of the Seder is a great moment to include a prayer for the salvation of the Jewish people and everyone else who doesn't yet know Yeshua the Messiah. Um, other meaningful traditions are performed throughout the Seder, such as the lighting of candles and the washing of hands. But perhaps the most interesting tradition is the search for the afikomen. Um, as part of the Seder, matzah is kept in a special covering with three compartments representing the triune nature of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then, of course, one piece of matzah is placed in each compartment. In Judaism, the three pieces of matzah are said to represent Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the middle matzah represents Isaac, the son of Abraham, who willingly submitted to his father to be a sacrifice. This is a beautiful picture of Yeshua the Messiah, the Son of God who willingly laid down his life for us. Just as um, Yeshua was broken for our transgressions, the middle piece of matzah is broken in two. One half of the broken matzah is placed back into the covering, while the other half is wrapped in a separate linen cloth. This piece is called the afikomen, which means that which comes after, or dessert. The afikomen is then hidden. This represents Yeshua's body, on earth. After he was crucified, his body was wrapped in cloth and then he was hidden away in the tomb. Toward the end of the Seder, the children search for the afikomen and whoever finds it gets a reward. The reappearance of the afikomen, of course, represents the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah. The Seder concludes with a celebration where everyone shouts, Next year in Jerusalem! This is done in anticipation of the coming of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah when we will have the Passover meal with him in his kingdom. Number five, observe the high holy days. During unleavened bread are two high Sabbaths, one on the first day and the other on the last day of the festival. Just like the regular weekly Sabbath, these are days that are types of Sabbaths. They're days that we don't do any work. Instead, we are to simply enjoy God's gift of rest and reflect on the meaning of this special time of year. We are also commanded to have a holy convocation on these two days. So plan ahead to be in fellowship with other believers at those times. Unleavened Bread is a great opportunity to get together with your congregation or a small group of friends and just have a Bible study or play games or worship the Lord through music and dancing. Number six, eat awesome food. 
You might feel limited in what you can eat due to having to avoid anything with leaven, but there are a lot of great Passover recipes to enjoy. Um, traditional foods include things like matzah ball soup, which is a mixture of matzah meal, eggs, water, and chicken fat. Another favorite is baklava, which is a pastry made with thin layers of unleavened dough, honey, and nuts. Some people find creative ways to make other things with matzah, like, for example, matzah pizza. So your hamitz fast doesn't have to be miserable. You can look up new recipes to try, and you might be surprised at how many great ideas there are. Hey, thank you guys so much for watching this short video. I hope it was helpful to you. Um, if you are interested in learning more about the biblical festivals, I wrote a short little book called A Christian Guide to the Biblical Feasts, and you can find links below or just search for it on Amazon. Um, again, thanks for watching. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and leave your thoughts in the comments below. Also, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you'll be notified when I release new content like this. I'll see you guys next time. Blessings and shalom and happy Passover.